As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I always get asked if it's weird being an orphan, if I miss my parents. But what people don't understand is that I lost my parents when I was three. I have little to no memories of them. My first memory is holding on to a caretaker's hand as I entered the orphanage I spent my childhood and early teenage years in. Hi there. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to our channel. We greatly appreciate it. The orphanage was pretty dull. My everyday routine was too repetitive. I woke up, showered, had breakfast in the dining hall by myself, and then went to school. Breakfast and lunch were a drag. None of the boys in my dormitory talked to me, and if they did, they would just taunt me. Eat up, Skelly, they'd say while tossing their half-eaten food onto my tray. They made fun of me for being a skinny guy, saying I looked like a skeleton. School was no better. I went to a terrible public school because it was free. I had to pinch myself to keep from falling asleep because the teachers all seemed to hate their job and would only teach by reading out a slideshow. I already knew everything they taught because I took it upon myself to learn, knowing my teachers were all useless. You cheated on the last test, didn't you? My history teacher asked me one time. Everyone else failed it, and you got a perfect score. Admit you cheated. He knew his teaching was terrible, so bad that he was surprised when I got good scores. Sir, I just taught myself. I know you don't teach, so I might as well do it, I replied. That, of course, landed me in detention. But detention was in the school library, where I spent most of my time anyways. It wasn't nearly as good as the city's library, though. That's where I went every day after school to teach myself. It was heaven to me. I could almost hear angels singing and harps playing every time I walked through the doors. One day, I was returning to the orphanage after going to the library. I checked out loads of books, a stack so big I could barely see over it. I bumped into someone where I expected to bump into the gate. I put my books down and immediately apologized. It was a man in a dark coat and sunglasses. He took them off to get a better look at me. He had a really charming smile. The woman, who I guessed was his wife, came out from behind him. They looked like a couple you'd see in a movie. No worries, buddy, the man said after I apologized. They were ringing the doorbell, but no one answered. I also wanted to go in and put the books in my room. Don't tell anybody about this or I'll get in trouble, I said to them before doing the trick I always used to open the gate to the orphanage. I stuck a paperclip in the lock and jiggled it around while kicking the door lightly with one foot. The lock popped and the gate flew open. It'll be our secret, said the woman with a smile. What's your name? She asked me. I'm Donnie, I answered. 
I then entered the building and ran up to my dormitory. I wasn't getting my hopes up about that couple. They probably wanted to adopt a baby like everybody else. I didn't expect to be wrong about that. I was almost devouring one of the books I got when the door opened. I was immediately irritated to see Jerry, one of the people who worked at the orphanage. Donnie, you're being requested downstairs. There's a couple wanting to meet you, he said. It was the last thing I expected him to say. Are you sure it's me? It could be Donnie S. or Donnie W., I said, because I really didn't believe him. They wanted the Donnie with the books, so that must be you, said Jerry, growing irritated. Come on, I don't have time for this, he said. I finally believed him and walked downstairs after him. I went into the office where the director was and saw that the couple who wanted to meet me were the same ones I met at the door. I was suddenly excited. They seemed really cool. Donnie, meet Mr. and Mrs. Crum, said the director before leaving us to get to know each other. We talked for about half an hour, and it felt completely natural. After around a month of legal procedures, they took me home with them. I was so happy. I met my adoptive brother and sister. My brother was a few years younger, and my sister was older. They didn't look like the crumbs, but they looked like each other, so I guessed the crumbs adopted a pair of siblings. I started going to school after I got settled into my new home. It was intimidating. I didn't know if I could adjust to proper education, but it was fantastic. All I got was praise. My teachers were all surprised at how much I knew and that I was even ahead in the syllabus. My life at home was nice too. It was super sweet to have a room of my own, but something felt off. The crumbs were never around. Sometimes I'd go days without seeing them, only communicating with them through notes left on the fridge. I talked to my siblings, Melanie and Jasper. Melanie was too stressed trying to figure out what to study in college, and Jasper was too busy working out to improve his stamina to notice that the crumbs were never around. Listen, Donnie, we're just glad we didn't get split up. Many wanted only me or only Jasper, but the crumbs took both of us. That's enough, said Melanie after I had been pestering her for a long time. But I still wanted to know why they were never around. I snuck into the crumbs' room one night. They almost never slept at home, so I was safe. I was digging through Mr. Crumb's nightstand when the door opened. I ducked down and rolled under the bed. I heard both of them yawn and fall onto the bed. All this traveling is killing me, said Mrs. Crumb. I know, me too, replied Mr. Crumb. They were silent for a few minutes, and then I heard them snoring. I crawled from under the bed and out the door, pretending I was coming from the bathroom. A different day, I snuck into the study. I found a photo album in a drawer. The first picture was the crumbs when they were kids. They were with two couples, probably their parents. In the next picture, they were much older. They were standing with three kids on a beach. Are those their kids? I wondered. There were countless pictures like that. They were also in a bunch of different houses. How did they know so many kids? Something smelled fishy. What did they want so many kids for? I was creeped out. I put the book back where I found it and left, trying to forget about it. I couldn't help it though. I hid whenever the crumbs came home. A few times, I even grabbed Melanie and Jasper and asked them to go to the store with me. They ignored me whenever I tried to warn them that the crumbs were up to something. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right (laughs) now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you blame me for not trusting them? There's very few reasons why someone would want so many kids, and none of them are pretty. I feared for my life, but everyone seemed to think I was losing it. I wasn't. I swore I wasn't. I kept thinking about that book. I was distracted while standing at my locker in school when someone slammed the door shut, barely missing my fingers. Dude, what the hell? I shouted when I saw the guy who did it. He was around my age. He shoved me so my back hit the lockers. People started staring. You stole my parents, shouted the guy. Dude, I don't even know you. What are you on about? I shouted back. The guy swung at me, but I dodged his fist and swung right back. Soon enough, we were rolling on the floor, fighting, and two teachers had to split us up and took us to the principal's office. I'm disappointed in you boys, said the principal. He attacked me, I explained to her. That's no reason for you to attack back, she reprimanded me. I crossed my arms and sunk into my chair. She called both our parents. After a few minutes, she told us that the two couples and she had decided that suspension for two weeks was a good enough punishment. The principal watched the guy and me leave to make sure we wouldn't fight again, at least not on school grounds. I took the bus home and he rode his bike away. The beginning of my suspension was chill. I was enjoying the time at home, but not even three hours in, I started losing my mind. Ugh, I'm missing out on dissecting a goat eye, I complained to myself. I started thinking of ways to spend the time. Studying was of no use because I was ahead in every class. I was banging my head against my desk trying to think of something to do when a light bulb lit up over my head. I grabbed a paper and my pencil case and started sketching and designing. After an hour, I had designed a small GPS to track the crumbs with. All I needed now was the materials to build it and I knew exactly where to get everything I needed. After a few hours, school was over. I was dressed in all black and the sun was starting to go down so I could hide in the shadows. I knew the window to the janitor's shed was easy to slide open so I climbed in through there and found the keys to the main building. I crawled around and avoided the cameras all I could. It was difficult but I made it into the robotics lab. I got to work, and since everything was already on paper, I just had to follow my own instructions and assemble the GPS. It was easy enough. 
I stuffed it into my duffel bag and snuck back out of the school, leaving no evidence behind. The crumbs gave me chores to do at home as part of my punishment. One of them was mowing the lawn, which was the perfect opportunity to plant my GPS under their car. Good luck, buddy, I whispered to it. I felt like it was my child. It was almost hard to say goodbye. Mr. Crumb almost saw me, but I got lucky and spotted a tennis ball under the car, so I pretended I was just grabbing it from under there. When I was done mowing the lawn, I ran upstairs and used my laptop to activate the GPS. The location was so accurate, I had to give myself a pat on the back. When the crumbs left home, I tracked their every move. They drove all around town, all day long. They spent no more than an hour in each location, the same amount of time they usually spent at home. The laptop even tracked their locations when I was asleep. So, next morning, I saw that they spent half the night in one place, and the rest of the night in another. It was so strange. I could tell this wasn't business-related because they went to residential areas. Why residential areas? Is that where they kept the kids? Were the others locked up in basements? What if Melanie, Jasper, and I were the only lucky ones who got to live in a house? I wanted to go check out the houses myself, but what if I got caught? What if I tried freeing the kids from cages in a basement and got locked up in one myself? I tracked their location and saw a pattern. I waited until it was time for them to come home, and at dinner that night, I confronted them. Why are you never here? I questioned. You're never with us. I'm the only one who sees that Melanie is having a mental breakdown over choosing a career, and Jasper probably has asthma. The kid can't run up the stairs without wheezing, I shouted at them. They were dumbfounded. I could almost see the gears in their brains trying to come up with excuses. I put my knife and fork down and ran up to my room. I was so frustrated. I plopped down on the floor trying to calm myself down. I was more angry for my siblings. I was independent, but those two needed help. There was a soft knock on my door and then the crumbs came in and sat across from me on the floor. It's time we told one of you the truth, said Mrs. Crumb. We've been hiding it for too long. They started explaining their life story to me. They were both the children of two extremely wealthy families. They grew up together and then went to the same orphanage when their parents died in a car crash. They fell in love and finally had access to their parents' money when they turned 18. They decided that they would adopt as many kids as possible and take care of them the way they wished they were taken care of when they became orphans. So you don't adopt kids to keep them in cages? I asked. No, gosh, we do the opposite, Mrs. Crumb said, chuckling at the end. Suddenly, it all made sense. The guy who attacked me at school must have found out about me and gotten jealous or defensive. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. But you're right, Don. We need to spend more time with you guys. All of you, Mr. Crumb said. We promise we'll figure something out, said Mrs. Crumb. And they did. Within a month, the Crumbs bought an apartment building. We all moved in. All of us. 
I had at least 50 siblings. We all shared an apartment with one or two others. I stayed with Melanie and Jasper. Our parents got the top floor, so they were only an elevator ride away. The ground floor was converted into a common room where we could all get together and spend time together. I even made peace with the guy who attacked me. We actually have a lot in common. I went up to the penthouse one day. My parents were in their living room. They got up to greet me, so I ran towards them and gave them a big hug. Thank you, I said. Before I met them, I was alone and had no prospects at all. With them in my life, I have a huge, loving family and a bright future ahead.